Today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. Well, things uh, got a lot more interesting in the uh, progressive conservative race uh, for the leadership here in the province of Ontario yesterday with the announcement and uh, pending announcement, we're told, of a couple of other folks. Uh, Doug Ford, of course, was the only declared candidate to take over after Patrick Brown resigned last week. But uh, as of yesterday, former Cabinet Minister Christine Elliott tweeted, I'm in, which puts her into the race. And our uh, friends at Global News, Alan Carter and others, uh, are telling us today that uh, Carolyn Mulroney is also in, although hasn't officially declared. Oh, that's not much of a, a, a barrier these days. And also Rod Phillips, uh, former uh, businessman, uh, is uh, likely to join the race and probably going to do that uh, sometime this weekend. Joining us to talk about all of this is Cheryl Collier, Associate Professor in Political Science at the University of Windsor. Cheryl, thank you so much for the time. It's good to have you with us today. Great to be here, Bill. This is uh, such a bizarre circumstance. I mean, you know, for those of us that have been watching politics for the longest time, uh, despite the fact that, it, that you know it, there are ups and downs in this, there's usually a protocol that's followed. But since this midnight resignation of Patrick Brown, it just seems that there's no rules here. This just kind of looks like a political free-for-all. Yeah, certainly it does. Um, and, you know, it, it changes day by day. Uh, I think people were a little bit surprised when Doug Ford threw his hat in the ring so quickly. They were surprised, too, when uh, Vic Fideli decided he wasn't going to run. Uh, so, uh, you know, people, I think, if you're trying to weigh whether or not this is a good time to throw your hat in the ring for the leadership uh, and whether or not you have a real shot at becoming Premier of Ontario, you got to make your decisions really fast because this is this is a fast-moving train. Well, the Fideli thing, I thought, was rather interesting. I mean, you know, he made it known uh, just the day after Brown left that he was interested in the job. Uh, and would be happy to lead his party into the election. And uh, they made him the interim leader, of course, but he kind of assumed that, well, that means I'm going to be the guy going into the election. And then all of a sudden he says, no, I don't want the job anymore. Uh, I, I don't know if he had a conversion on the road to Damascus or something, but it just seems a, a, a total about face very quickly. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I'm not an insider, so I'm not really sure exactly why uh, he made that decision. Um, I think he was hoping, uh, and, and some of the... the uh, the chatter about this is that he was hoping he could just keep the the the, the uh, interim job and and then kind of go with that uh, when it when it became clear it was going to be a race. Um, I think that was uh, one of the things that that uh, made him a bit gun shy. Uh, and you, you don't know who else is going to come into uh, you know to run against you and and how difficult that would be. Um, and he's you know he's already done that before. Um, I, I think if it was a, a clear pass, I think he would have definitely stayed there. Um, but the uncertainty surrounding it was probably part of the reason why. Um, there's probably there may be other things going on there that we don't know about. Maybe we'll find out later. But uh, him being out of the races, uh, it does change things a lot. Well, it's interesting because that decision, plus the fact that Lisa McLeod, who's another one of the high-profile members in the Tory caucus, uh, made it known that she wasn't interested in the job. And and that's running counter to what usually happens in these things, really, isn't it, Cheryl? Because usually, you know, you run, you, you go through the ranks, and, and there's always one or two people on the caucus that, yeah, okay, I want to take a shot at this. I mean, that's how Mike Harris got the gig. That's how, uh, that's how Tim Hudak got the gig. And, and, you know, both the two high highest profile people really in the in that caucus uh said no thanks but no thanks yeah and uh even you know what this does now mean that christine elliott coming in is the person that's closest to somebody that was in the caucus but of course she's not so really all the people that we're talking about right now none of them are people that hold a seat 
in the uh, uh, in the the uh, provincial legislature. So uh, it will be somebody coming in that's uh, that's somewhat new, although it's hard to say that Christian Elliott's new. But you're right that it is really interesting that nobody that's actually in the caucus right now have have thrown their hat in the ring. Mind you, uh, remember we still have some time because uh, people have until February 16th to declare whether or not they want to run. Well, I was going to ask you, do you think the is the card full here, or do you think there may be one or two others that may jump in? Uh, you know, it's interesting because of the complexity of it. Um, you know, for for about a day, we thought, okay, is this really going to be just Doug Ford running? Uh, <laughs> and uh, that would have been a really uh, interesting uh, conundrum, I think, for the the PC party because they want to have some kind of a race. Uh, so I think people got on the phones and started calling folks and said, "Look, you've got to throw your hat in because this this is not healthy for us to have just one person." Uh, and and I think as the as more people kind of declare, it, it you. Look Look at who's in the party, and you look at where they're going to line up, and uh, it, it does change the complexity of it. So there could be somebody that's sitting in in uh, caucus right now, trying to trying to read those tea leaves to say, "Well, do I have a shot at this?" And if they think that they do, um, you know, it, 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 there's nothing stopping them other than the uh, the cost, obviously, of, of entry, uh, which some people have actually uh, pointed to as being a, a little bit rich. Do you think? Uh, but uh, yeah, well, wow. rich for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely, yeah. It's, it's seventy-five thousand just to enter, uh, twenty-five thousand for uh, uh, access to the party membership list, which, uh, of course, Fidelity has just raised some questions about because uh, we're not sure what's gone on with the list. It looks like it's been hacked, uh, but uh, in any case, that list, and then another twenty-five thousand for uh, compliance uh, deposit, whatever that uh, is uh, in uh, in the uh, grand scheme of things. But that's that is pretty. Uh, that's a lot, uh, and then of course all of the the money you're going to have to put into uh, the actually ad, advertising, etc. Although this is a short campaign, uh, so that might you know mitigate a little bit of, of your spending. Although I'm sure people could spend pretty quickly on this. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to the Bill Kelly Show weekdays from nine to noon on AM 900 CHML.